0: I was just laying in bed and thinking about like, (laughs) no lie, like I'm like, I think I'm gonna have to pee soon, even though I didn't have to pee. They say home is where the heart is, so I wonder why your motherfucker always feeling heartless.
1: Why don't I leave it in? Whatever you want. Welcome to episode 35 of Doubly Negative. As always, I'm here with my friend Kyle. Kyle, how are you? I'm well, Chris. How are you? I'm doing all right. So, not sure if Jake left it in or not, but... I wanted to say not as always, and I had put myself in a little bit of a mental pretzel. Yeah. I say this because we're doing things a little opposite today. Usually we record, and it's early in the morning for Kyle, late at night for me. Well, today, it's early in the morning for me, late at night for Kyle.
0: Bizarro world.
1: Yeah, we did it. So if you hear a little switch in our energies today, it's probably because, you know, 24-hour difference. Yep. So Kyle, you're on a little bit of a vacation here. So what the hell are you doing? Where are you?
0: I'm in the uh, mountains of North Bali, a place called Bedugul. It's one of the least interesting things you could ever imagine.
1: Yeah, we, we'll just, just stop right there and pretend I never asked.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, I mean, it's, it's crazy. It's like, I don't know. So people here <clears throat> ask me about America. They say, what's, what's America like? And I say, well, that depends where you are right and it's the same thing for bali because if you say what's bali like well if you're in the south it's like super warm beaches everywhere but i'm in the north and it's it's cold up here i mean not not cold cold but i'm wearing jeans and a sweatshirt and it's uh it's a little chilly so it's, it's nice uh, that you can
1: uh, switch it up a little bit because you know yeah, in my head you
0: certainly can yeah
1: my stupid american head i was like oh yeah it's just warm all the time and it's just a big beach that's that's what that's how i picture bali in my head
0: that's how it works until you learn more about something. But yeah, and that, that's what everybody thinks about America. They just think everything's New York City or Los Angeles, but like, no, there's more.
1: Oh, so maybe I'm not dumb because it's a common thing. All right. Um, so what do you guys... What are you guys doing up there? What was the the inspiration for taking this trip?
0: Well, my lovely girlfriend Tika is going back to Jakarta, uh, the capital city. She's going back in a few days, and um, well, I'm actually here with most of her friends. They're all her friends, and they've wanted to take a trip and do some drugs um, for for a little while. Uh, they've been they've been planning this for months as a little bit of a celebration and now is finally the time so uh we are here and we did some drugs last night
1: what a great transition from the last episode um yeah kyle likes drugs part two i guess Uh, i really do oh so she's (laughs) i really i really do you said that with like so much (laughs) endearment in your voice i I do um so before we touch on the drugs what how do you feel about her leaving oh i what's what's the status with that what's going on there are you going to be able to see her regularly?
0: Yeah. So, so here's the thing. So she's basically living in Jakarta fairly permanently before this. And then she, she took a trip to Bali, which she did regularly anyway before this. But she took an extended trip to Bali and uh, she decided she wants to move here. So in order to do that, she needs to go back to Jakarta and tie up some loose ends. So she's going to go back for uh, about a month, sell some stuff, move other stuff and uh, – yeah, so she'll be gone for about a month, and uh, yeah, I'm definitely going to miss her. I might even go there. It's only a couple-hour flight, pretty cheap. It's like less than 100 bucks probably. Um,
1: yeah, you might as well. Well, that makes it easy, then.
0: Yeah, it's, it's not a huge deal. I mean, it's, uh, it's definitely a change, but uh, it's all right. Yeah,
1: well, that's cool. When you say tie up some loose ends, the first thing I thought was she's got to kill somebody. That's what I thought because <laughs> I've watched too many like mob movies. I'm like, uh oh, that's not
0: she's good. a mysterious chick. I don't know what she's doing over there. I don't know what her life's like over there. So I, I wouldn't be surprised if
1: she described it as I have to go back and tie up loose ends and it was very vague. I would ask a little, a few more questions if I was you. Just a thought. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah I, I might want to. All
1: right. So actually, we have a lot to touch on today because you also Ooh. had your first therapy appointment, correct? Right. But let's not get too far ahead of ourselves. Let's hear about the drugs.
0: Okay, yeah, so um, this, this is something we could go into a lot, because we haven't even really talked about drugs except for in a very negative way um, previously, but...
1: We, we've mentioned them here and there, but not, not, not too extensive.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So these are all very normal girls and one guy. Like, they all have jobs, they're all chill... Good members of society, relatively speaking. And uh, they enjoy things like LSD, MDMA, mushrooms, weed. Pretty much what I would call the typical fun, non... Life ruining drugs. Yeah, and um, so last night we did a combination of MDMA and LSD. Jesus Christ! Yeah, it's my first time ever doing LSD, so I was a little bit scared. But it was, uh, I, I guess, a relatively low dose or something like that because it didn't end up being. Uh, I didn't. I didn't lose control in a way that I thought was possible. So it was a, just a very positive night. Um, it was actually just me, Tika, and her friend. Uh, maybe I shouldn't name her name. I don't know. Uh, we're talking about drugs, but whatever. Yeah, um, no, we'll bleep that out. Bleep out the name. Yeah, Please. as if you, as if you yeah. couldn't find her name everywhere else in these podcasts. But anyway. But, um, but we can have a
1: couple <laughs> girlfriend and just say friends. We'll have a couple of strange beeps. And honestly, Jake, leave it all in. Just put beeps all over right. it. Just bleep <laughs> out a lot of stuff in this. <laughs> it's funnier that way. Okay. But, uh,
0: so, uh, yeah, it was me, someone special, and someone a little bit less special, but still special. And... um. We just hung out outside, um, and we mixed everything with water. We put it in water bottles, and we took the MDMA first, and then we were starting to feel a little bit, uh, a little bit tingly, a little bit, uh, a little bit happy, and then we mixed in some LSD, and we just stayed up all night. Like uh, I think we probably started around ten or eleven, and then we went to bed at like. It's not easy to
1: sleep on that stuff, MDMA especially. One of those things that does not no, let you sleep, no. even if you're tired. Yeah, that's right. You cannot go to sleep.
0: That's right. And even when I finally went to bed, I just, I couldn't. Yeah. I was just, I was, I was just laying in bed and thinking about like, <laughs> no lie. Like, I'm like, I think I'm going to have to pee soon, even though I didn't have to pee. And then I'm like, Oh, I think I, I think I'm thinking I'm going to pee soon. And then like, like 30 minutes was me just thinking about peeing. And then I pissed and then repeat twice uh, until I could fall asleep because I just couldn't fall asleep. But.
1: If my memory serves me right, it's it's almost it's hard to pee when you're on it as well, isn't it? Oh, you did it too. Yeah. Yeah. Back in the day. This this was years and years ago, but yeah, very hard to pee.
0: That's a weird side effect of a few <sighs> drugs in my experience is like, it's a little bit hard to pee. Um, Yeah, and I definitely had that. Do you
1: think it's because you're not paying as much attention to your facilities? Really? Like, you're just not worried about it, thinking about literally anything other than wow i feel good yeah. well yeah I, was, <laughs> I think that's it
0: dude so a couple times throughout the night i went to the bathroom and i'm like what am i doing in here <laughs> <Kind of laughs> yeah, my friends are out there and they're talking and having fun and i'm like what is this room this is a confusing place to be right now and i'm just like oh my dick's out i guess i'm supposed to do something here and uh yeah yeah. (laughs) Uh, am i supposed to empty this Um, thing
1: every once in a while
0: yeah yeah. i think it's full Yeah. (laughs) but it ended up being real chill like we none of of us had any problems and we were completely i mean obviously not sober but we were like lucid and we knew what was going on so we were just laughing and yeah talking and it, it was it was really chill
1: i do feel like in the moment you feel more lucid than you actually are though especially on when you're like uh It's been a while since you took it. It feels like at the end you're like, oh, yeah, I'm totally fine. I could do everything. And then you think back, you're like, whoa, no, I was not. Now that I know
0: what normal feels like again,
1: I was not normal.
0: That's the classic, like, impaired driving thing, right? Because you're fucked up and you're like, no, I'm fine. Yeah, that's true. I'm fine. But then you're like, well, no, I was not fine. (laughs) And that's why I killed two people when I was in jail. Um, But anyway. Well, that got dark. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> but no, that, that reminds me of another thing, too, because, like, um, towards the end of the trip, like, so one of the things of LSD and, and mushrooms, too, is, like, the visuals, I don't know, I've never I've never had full-blown hallucinations on any drug, but the one thing I've had is, like, things kind of breathe, so if you're looking at, like, a tree, for example, uh, it'll just kind of, like, swirl and, like, pulse, uh, if that describes it accurately, maybe you could jump in.
1: I've never done mushrooms ever. That's something I never tried. Have you done LSD? N- no. The only thing I've done, well, years ago I tried Molly, but it had um MDMA and LSD. It was like put together in one form. Okay. So uh it wasn't two separate times. Uh but okay. uh, never mushrooms or anything just uh so I, I can't really uh really. I did hallucinate a little bit that one time, but uh nothing crazy i know what you mean though about like the you feel like things are breathing like i thought the hotel room i was in like the microwave was breathing
0: yeah exactly so um the reason i said that in the first place is because at the at the tail end of the trip the one who's special to me she said like is that still breathing or is that normal vision and i couldn't answer the question but this reminded me anytime you take weed too it's like you ever have that experience Chris. you just that really old
1: there every time you take weed every time you take
0: weed (laughs) every time you take uh, marijuana or a pot no (laughs) well well any any drug okay so there's always that period where you're not sure if you're high yet and you're like am i high and in my experience if you even have to ask that question you're high like yeah that makes sense i feel like that's more
1: applicable (laughs) like with apples
0: yeah but like if you're normal you know you're normal so when we're looking yeah. up at the trees and we're like, it's vibrating a little bit. Is that normal? No, it's not normal. You're high. <laughs> and yeah, so <laughs> it's not normal. It's
1: uh, only vibrating slightly. When <laughs> you in your life, <laughs> have you noticed the tree vibrating slightly?
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's just, uh, you know, the very start of it. That's all. Oh, that's too funny. That's a good way to, because people, I feel like that, that's a very common thing. Oh, do I feel it yet? Like if you have to ask, then yeah, probably.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And that's the classic, um, Beginning of the mistake, the beginning of the bad trip. It's like, oh, I don't think I took enough. Let me take a bunch more right now. Um, and that's that's always, always a terrible, terrible idea. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. That's uh, I've heard lots of horror stories. Luckily, I've never had any of those moments. I mean, there's been a few times I've been like, oh shit, too much. Yeah, like with, with uh edibles. But other than that, I've been smart about it. You gotta just know, just wait, wait it out. Yep, give it give it some time.
0: It'll set in. It. Same thing in um, drugs as in cooking. You can always add more salt, but you can't take salt away once you've added it. That's a very good point.
1: Mm-hmm. I like how when you started, uh, you know, describing your weekend, you described the people you were with as like normal, functioning members of society. And I feel like you felt the need to do that because drugs have like a negative connotation to them. Exactly. And I don't think necessarily. The right ones used responsibly should have that negative connotation to them. You see, now even there are like studies that um, mushrooms can actually help patients with severe PTSD. Yes. Responsibly used, they can have, you know,
0: lots of benefits. Absolutely. And that's one of the things I've been thinking about recently. Um, And this is not like a hot take or anything, but it's just funny to me the way the general public or just many people in general tend to think about drugs or other taboo things. And it's always in terms of basically what everybody else thinks. So you go back 20 years or 30 years, I don't know. Weed was awful. You're a junkie, you're an addict or whatever, if you're doing weed. Um, Great for madness. Yeah. Great film. Great film. But nowadays, you mention weed on most podcasts and I think everybody that listens to us us is just like, yeah, that's normal. But the only reason that is is because it's become normal. The thing itself has not changed. It's just society's perception of that thing and uh, I think the drugs that I'm talking about are a little bit more outside the periphery. Probably a lot more outside the periphery. Yeah, I would say for sure. But there's no reason they shouldn't be like weed really um they absolutely could be and uh they 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 should be
1: they could be taken you know smartly maybe not the mdma as much but i think there's even studies you know i just gonna say there's studies and not reference any studies because if you say that no one's gonna ask questions you know there are studies
0: okay i believe this guy he said there are studies i trust that the studies are little do they know the studies are done by you i cannot cite the studies but i'm sure there have been and it it was also p ptsd um MDMA is extremely good for PTSD actually and the reason is is because um so PTSD is you have very traumatic memories and there is a mechanism with memory where every time you remember something you're basically rewriting it so what they would do is they would take patients take MDMA and what MDMA does is basically it puts you in a very very good mood um so you get into a good mood and then you go through the same memory but now you have a different perception, you have a different mood, and uh, it's, uh, it's been very useful for helping people with PTSD, so um, MDMA is another one like that.
1: All I know is studies. I've never read the studies. You know, you see that one studies. Vice article, and you're like, okay, yeah. But when we say there are studies, just trust us, there are studies. We've seen it on the internet. But, you know, I agree with you. I think um, part of, you know, society coming around and it being normal, like, you see, like, weed, you see, you can go to the store and get it now. Um, it's more normal. And I think that has to do with people learning more about it over time. And when there, there is such a negative connotation behind it, um, not many people are going to be learning about it. And that's why it takes a while for these things to become normal.
0: Yeah. And a big part of it is just legality. I mean, that, that switch from illegal to legal is monumental.
1: Yeah, but it, it takes a really long time to get to that point. Yeah. Like, in hindsight, it's like, I can't believe this was ever illegal. It's literally a plant that grows out of the ground. And now it just seems like it's been legal forever. I just don't even think about it, that it used to be, like, a big thing. Like, you would get put in jail if you had it.
0: Yeah, and um, in my own personal experience, um, I haven't done these types of things in quite some time because it's – it's I would, I would say it's less available here or maybe I just don't have the right type of friends, but um, it's also far more dangerous here. You can get in very serious trouble with these types of things. But anyway, in the past, I've found mushrooms so beneficial that uh, Steve and I used to think we should take mushrooms once a month because they're such a mental reset.
1: A lot of people, um, not even like taking a substantial amount, just like microdose daily. Yep. 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 That's becoming more popular as well.
0: I don't know, man. I think drugs are. I, this is like a Joe Roganism. Like I'm just gonna copy Joe Rogan here, but he says they're just a tool, like a like a fucking hammer. And you could hurt yourself with a hammer. You could hurt yourself with anything, but you could also do some very good things too. So they're not inherently bad or inherently good. They could be used for good or bad, but there is certainly a use for them. And uh, I found a very, very beneficial role for them in my life at times. Uh, I've never been a heavy user of any drug really, except weed for, for a while. But yeah, I I do like drugs to confirm the, the episode 34 title. I do like them.
1: Yeah. Um, Oh, no, I had a good point and I lost it. Oh, so like you were saying, like you can use them as a tool. The problem is not everybody knows how to use the tool properly, right? So if someone uses a tool like LSD improperly, there's a higher chance for them to get hurt. If I, myself, go to try to use a buzzsaw, there's a high chance I'm cutting my arm off. Why? Because I'm a moron and I don't have much experience. And I think that's a huge problem with it.
0: Exactly. Yeah,
1: I know you see like there are some states now that are implementing like safe sites for people to go and use drugs. Like if you're even like for like hard stuff.
0: I wasn't aware of that.
1: Yeah, I don't. Studies have shown. (laughs) I don't know if it's true, but I did see an article. Um, So but it makes sense, though, because, you know, you're not going to stop these people from taking it and they're going to take it and get it from wherever. And it could be even more unsafe. So why not try to help these people? and do it in a safe way, and potentially help them, you know, get clean from it. This could all be made up. I could have been reading an Onion article, and I wouldn't know.
0: No, no, man, Um, I don't know about the States. Uh, This is the first I've heard of it, but I have heard for sure about Portugal. And Canada, I believe, too, has those types of things. And they're just almost objectively good, because I think you said it perfectly. You're not going to stop people from doing these things. I'm in a fucking country where there's the death penalty for drugs and people still do them. Wait, like, really? Yeah. Yeah, man. <laughs>
1: like like where like, oh my god. And you're you're like, yeah, let's just fucking go do it. That's terrifying.
0: Well, it wouldn't it wouldn't be the death penalty for just like having a little bit, but uh there is the death penalty for having quantities. Um okay, that makes yeah. yeah. It
1: doesn't make sense, but I thought just like, oh hey, you got you got a gram yeah. on you, dude.
0: In the in the chair, <laughs> no, but but people still do that. yeah,
1: yeah, it's wild. I um, I just googled it, The Brown Daily Herald. ok. I don't know how reliable, but Rhode Island is the first to legalize safe injection sites. oh ah, shit. There you go. And this was one day ago. Oh, Wall Street Journal, Rhode Island set to be first state to pilot safe injection sites for drug users. And I think that's a good thing. Some people will see that as, oh, you're encouraging them. It's like, no, we'd rather them do it safely and not die. I feel like it's a good idea. Yeah, dude. Some people may have a strong opinion the other way, but I feel like
0: it's a good idea. Dude, so one of my friends here was talking about someone she knows, and they were a heroin junkie, and they got Mm -hmm. HIV from a needle, all right? Now, those are the people that are going to go to these injection sites. You're not... One of your friends that's never tried heroin is not going to be like, yo, let's go to a fucking injection site and try it. No, that's not reality. <laughs> it's, it's people that are going to do it anyway, exactly like you said. So it's providing a safe a relatively safe environment for them to do it. That is, in my opinion, that is a very good thing. And from what I understand and from what I anticipate, from what I presume, they're also going to provide education and uh, rehabilitation resources, they're going to encourage them to stop. It's not like a, yay, let's do heroin. It's like, you're here, let's get better. It's like a positive thing. It's not a, it's not a negative thing. Sorry, go on.
1: So I think a big problem with it will be getting these people that need to go there to go there. You know? Okay. Like, how many people are actually going to take advantage?
0: Right. Yeah, and that's enough. Uh, that's another... guess... Yeah, sorry.
1: But I guess it's not, it's not the quantity of people, because it doesn't matter how many people you're helping. Right. If you can help one person, then why not? Correct.
0: Yeah. And that's, so
1: I guess it doesn't matter.
0: That's the thing about help in general too, because we were also talking about homelessness briefly last night and they were asking questions about America because homelessness is not really that big of an issue here. I don't, I don't know why exactly, but they don't, they don't really understand the widespread homelessness that we have in cities like Austin, LA, San Francisco, whatever. And, um, we were talking about homeless shelters. That are like, are those real? That people can go and sleep? And they're like, why don't everybody do that? And I didn't really have a good answer. I'm not very educated on this stuff, but I know I'm sure they're overpopulated. But also, like a big problem if you're in that kind of state is there's a lot of people where they're not really looking for help. I mean, I might I'm definitely speculating here, but I think there's a lot of people that even if you told them, hey, there's a there's a place to sleep over here, they would still probably be like, fuck off. Because they're in such a mentally, yeah. pl- they're a mentally uh, fucked up place to where, like you said, like even if there's a safer place, they're not really interested. And and again, I'm I'm definitely speculating, but um, I, th- I think that's the thing.
1: Well, I, yeah, because it's tough to admit you have a problem or you're in that spot in the first place. Sometimes, yes, yeah, good point you know like you don't want to be seen there like people take pride in their image i mean maybe at one point it, it gets so bad that it's like all right i got to go you got to swallow your pride i don't know we're this is all speculating and we're all talking with no experience but if i had to guess that could be part of it
0: yeah there there's just so many causes and things that lead to these problems and yeah we're we're talking right out of our assholes so we should probably stop
1: yeah <laughs> yeah okay <laughs> moving on so um Let's transition a little bit here. Oh. You had your first therapy appointment. Oh, it was a very Kyle-heavy
0: episode today, huh?
1: Yeah, yeah. I'm interviewing you today, Kyle. You've got the interesting stuff going on, living in Bali and all.
0: Oh, be careful. Yeah, yeah. I had my first therapy session, well, after the consultation. And um, I went into it very um, skeptical. Yeah. Skeptical. And I, I even messaged you beforehand. I'm like, <clears throat> I don't remember exactly what I said to you, but I'm like, I don't know what to say in like... I don't really think this guy can help me. I, I don't really... Yeah,
1: it was along the lines of, I don't think this is going to work.
0: Yeah, Um. so I went into it. I mean, I don't even know if you're supposed to prepare. I don't know what anybody does, but I just kind of, like, I had a couple ideas that I was going to talk about, but it ended up being much more natural, and I think that's probably good, but it just kind of, like, kind of I kind of tried to stay present with him, and just one of the things I was looking for in this whole thing was challenging my ideas and beliefs about depression myself. Um, because one of the things about depression for me particularly is I, I think way too much. And sometimes when you think too much, you go in circles and it's not really productive anymore. But going in circles kinda strengthens what you're thinking and it, it calcifies it is the word I use for him. And he was able to ask me a couple key questions during my talk about my cycles and what my life is like and what I want in life, and those questions were able to kind of knock me out of my own patterns and make me reconsider and go down a new path, and that was in itself very valuable.
1: You would say he made you go down a more productive path because you said you go in circles and you know you're not really getting anywhere, and he kind of just opened up that lane in your mind to take you down into a spot where you are being productive and you're not spiraling. So to speak.
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and and so eh, before before the call and during the call, I'm like, is this going to be my first and only call? But by the end, I decided, no, I, I can keep doing this. This is this is worth it.
1: Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. Um. So I'm glad it was productive for you. Uh, and I think, like you said, um, a lot of people going into therapy don't know what to expect. Like you said, you didn't know if you should prepare or what. Um. That might be what keeps people from going, just almost like the unknown. Like, how's it going to go? Is something going to get uncovered that, you know, I don't want to think about? Like, yeah. I don't know. I feel like there's an unknown and, and it is kind of scary. But once you get there and you start talking, it's, uh, I, I, I find it very beneficial. I know you, I'm glad you did too.
0: And man, I'll say this about it too. I guess some, like, an insecurity I have is that people don't really listen to me. And that might sound ironic being on a podcast and shit like that, but I don't really open up to people. Like there's a lot of people where you meet them and they start telling you about themselves. I don't do that. I don't know if I ever did that. Maybe I stopped doing that at some point, but I kind of developed this idea in my head that people don't fucking care. So don't bother. And I don't know. I, I don't know whether that's true or not in general, but anyway, talking to this guy, it's his job to care and oh shit did i lose you
1: no i'm here i'm just listening
0: i'm actually listening this is what you're looking for (laughs) kyle i'm giving it to you yeah yeah no so (laughs) (laughs) he's just said some things and i'm like oh shit he's he's learning about me because he cares to learn about you yeah yeah he needs to learn about you. yeah like the first couple questions like he asked me about things that I had said before. Okay, so fine. And then the next questions were like, it really is very helpful because he's developing an idea of what I think about myself. And then he's a different person. And, yeah, I mean, me and you do that for each other. And you're hopefully you have some good friends and people in your life that do that for each other. But when you're actually sitting down and your goal is to make progress in this specific area, yeah, it, it's – it was very helpful for me. I only had one session. But um, yeah, for, for me, all of my fears and pessimisms were kind of uh, discredited. And uh, I, I decided that it is it is a good thing.
1: That's awesome. I know exactly what you're talking about, too, where um, you're having a conversation with somebody and rather than them listening and building off of what you're saying, they want they're just waiting for their turn To say something about them. And that happens so fucking often. And I think a majority of people, well, maybe it's just people that I've come across, you'd be like, oh man, I'm going through this, kind of tough. And then they immediately say, oh, I'm going through this too. Uh, All right, man. Yeah. Like, I don't, I I was talking about me a little bit here. Obviously, like, I sound like an asshole saying, hey, I'm talking about me, listen to me. But I offer that to people that I talk to. Um, I make a conscious effort when someone's talking to me, kind of build off of what they're saying, because, you know, I'm actually interested, and I know how much it bothers me when someone says, have you heard this song? Right? And then someone goes, oh, yeah, no, I haven't, but have you heard this one? Right. It's kind of like that, you know? I've had, to, like, I know exactly what you're talking about, and I, I've felt similarly in a lot of um, conversations that I've had.
0: Dude, I think it probably is the majority, because I just had this thought, it's like... I think it is. It's like, the people the people that are kind of fed up with that just become like me like we just stop talking. So so the people that are talking yeah. are the people that are like that and the people that aren't like that just there's not you don't you don't hear from them. <laughs> That's so Yeah because what's the point? Yeah.
1: Honestly, what's the point? I'm wasting my breath talking. You don't care. You don't care. So I'm not going to talk.
0: Yeah, and I don't know to be honest, this, this is a trait about myself that Honestly, I am kind of proud of, and uh, so I'm going to say, like, I don't know if if it's a good or bad thing, but I, I am personally, I'm, I'm happy with it for now. I, I really don't give any information to myself to strangers unless I'm asked questions, um, and it's for the exact reason that we're talking about, because when people do that, I find that it is goal-oriented. Like if I just met you and we were talking about like, how are you? how's the weather and shit, and then you tell you tell me you're a successful businessman or something like that, it's fucking weird, right? Yeah, I don't know, maybe, maybe I'm wrong again, but I just think and I, and I've held this belief too. anything that's impressive about yourself it is impressive. if you don't offer that information up, then they find out incidentally, or they ask you a question about it and you tell them that's fucking cool. Like if you're talking to someone new and they, and you haven't told them you have a podcast and they say, yeah, I really like podcasts, blah, blah, blah. And then you say, Oh yeah, I do a podcast. That's cool. If you meet someone and you say, Hey, what's up? How are you? Blah, blah, blah. And you say, I have a podcast. That is not cool. It's the opposite. And yeah, just for that reason, basically alone. And because I have this feeling that people don't listen I just don't say anything about myself when I meet new people or I'm in groups or anything like that. I basically listen, I bounce back, and then when people ask questions, then I open up. And and that's that's kind of how I've been the last couple of years. And I, I find out, I, I think it's good, because I find out kind of quickly that way who I can actually talk to and who's just going to fucking rattle at me. And uh, the, yeah, the yeah. latter I kind of discard pretty quickly.
1: Yeah. And you know, it's... Kind of like that old saying, like "oh, people like a man of mystery." Like you know, maybe that's why you're attracted, or you know, you click with people like that, right? Could be. You think that's part of it? Could be, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I feel like that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, I try to, you know, not say too much. Like I like say less. You don't need to say. I I I try to consciously listen to people when they're talking, um, and I not going to say, I'm not guilty of saying, oh, hey, like, oh, yeah, I do this. Like, sometimes it's uh, almost a defense mechanism to fill time to try to get the conversation going, especially if it's someone that you don't know very well. Yep. But for the most part, uh, I try to really stay focused on the conversation. And I feel like people aren't that, not, se- not self-aware, but aware that they're just spewing off stuff about them. You know,
0: and that's another part of it, too. What you just said right there. It's like that is completely understandable, but it it's a defense mechanism, and that shows too. And one of the things I developed another another thing is am I'm, I'm another thing I'm proud of socially is I can't say that I'm totally comfortable with silences because I'm, I mean silences are uncomfortable sometimes, but I just sit in them more often than not. And I will pick up the conversation if something springs to mind organically but i am not going to force anything because when, i think when i when you do that it just drips with that insecurity and that, that's something i learned dating actually it was it was kind of like uh oh i study social skills online fucking kill myself but um that was one of the things that i learned and it's like it, it's it works actually like if you're not trying to fill the silences that means you're not insecure and uncomfortable in, in a way to a point but um but yeah, that, that's another thing. It's just uh, like it, that. That's one of the things that pisses me off so much about like younger generations. Have, man, I sound so old, but yeah, if there's a silence, if there's a silence, and someone goes awkward, you know what I'm talking about? I'm sure you've heard that, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. And it's like nah, like we don't have to talk every second of every day. If you feel yeah,
1: there's no need for if it.
0: you feel awkward because you're silent with someone for five seconds, that's a problem with you. So, yeah, it kind of sums up what I'm talking about.
1: How many times have you been in a conversation where it kind of just dies? And one of the people in the conversation will like fake yawn just to fill silence yeah. like, or grab a drink and take a sip.
0: Yeah, I do that shit, too. Yeah, that happens. that's so yeah. fucking normal. Yeah.
1: Yeah, it, it's it's tough. It really is. And it's so funny because I know I recognize it when I'm in those conversations and I wait for the person to like, try to like, Oh, oh man, <laughs> just say like, yeah, you know, cause oh. it happens all the time. Yeah. It's so funny.
0: It's just a signal that you're not totally comfortable. And that is, I mean, I think that's normal and even expected, but, um, I think it is also a learning opportunity. If you find yourself in that situation, it's like, okay, that means I'm not totally comfortable. Yeah. And
1: I, I think people should practice
0: it more. Yeah.
1: Where you're in those uncomfortable silences, you recognize that uncomfortable silence and like you said, just sit in it.
0: Yeah. And that is um, You get more comfortable that way. Yeah, and that is just to just to bring it back to the dating thing for a second, but that is like I mean that that's what tension is. If um if you're filling every silence, uh, like it's it's like you're trying too hard to make it not uncomfortable. But if it's silent for a moment and then it's like, oh, who's going to talk next? Like that's that's what tension is. And if you're comfortable with that, that's very attractive.
1: Yeah. And, you know, relate that to movies or shows. You build up tension and suspense. There is no tension or suspense if you're just sitting there blabbermouthing about nothing just to fill it. The the space.
0: Yeah. Think about James Bond. Yeah. I actually almost referenced James Bond earlier. Like James Bond is not going to fill a silence. He's just going to fucking stare at her and then rape her eventually. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: Very rapey. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I fucking hate you.
1: Eventually, he's I mean, gonna, you know. <laughs> I almost uh, referenced him earlier when I said "man of mystery." So,
0: what, what, what about what about you? You you've had another session too, haven't you?
1: Yeah. Um, it was last Saturday. Yeah, last Saturday. So it's been a little bit of time, but um, yeah, I'm it's same old same old for me really just helping me better cope about things cope with my anxiety or uh depression really i felt a lot better by the way speaking of like we've been down for the last couple episodes collectively yeah. but um overall i'm feeling a lot better Um playing soccer again so you know getting the exercising going again which i think will trigger me to exercise a little more so i get that momentum going a bit right. so um I, I, uh, I'm I in a good spot that uh, that's the little spell we had there is over and it seems like you're out of that as well because it hasn't been mentioned by you mm. I mean it feels like you know you're doing things you're you're going out you're doing drugs uh, maybe actually maybe I'm wrong <laughs> maybe you're so depressed that uh, you're just turning to drugs to fix
0: the problem it's spiraling so, downward, I'm just reading the situation completely <laughs> it's getting worse and worse <laughs> yeah um no, yeah. y- you did not mention the heavy alcohol use throughout the week. <laughs> no, yeah, I don't know. And this is kind of Wait, oh, yeah. how
1: how are you feeling?
0: Yeah, I, I I don't know. Um I still wake up feeling pretty shitty. Um but I mean, all, all I can really talk about objectively are the measurements and there was a couple week period where I was not getting to the gym very often at all. But now I have been like, I haven't missed a day in, you know, four days except for today because I'm on vacation, but um, I'm just, I'm just better able to do the things that I know I should be doing. Which is good. It does do start, like Yeah. And there's... I do have one thing to ask you. Sure.
1: So you actually have a few reasons to be sad right now. Yeah. One of your best friends is leaving. Your girlfriend is going away for a month. Granted, you can get there relatively easily. Uh, it's tough to mix that in with everyday sure. things all the time. So you have reasons to you know, kind of feel shitty right now. Did this start when you learned that your friend was eventually leaving? And with the date of uh, your girlfriend leaving, getting closer and closer? It could be
0: i think that has to be part of it um yeah I, I can't overstate the importance of having a gym buddy like the one i had the dude was fucking monumental in my life like every single day the first thing i did when i woke up was check for a text from him or i would text him say what time would you go to the gym like maybe one rest day a week and it it wasn't even it's not like we're animals in the gym I mean we were but it was also just about meeting every day and talking and just yeah just getting out of bed and doing something and I had that on a daily basis when he was here and then he's gone and then I don't have that so to say that didn't affect me is is crazy it absolutely affected me um I think it's important for you to
1: um keep yourself accountable. Now you've had him yeah. keeping you accountable for the longest time, so it's almost like the training wheels are coming off. Are you going to ride the bike alone? You know.
0: Yeah. Well put. So well put. Yeah.
1: Make a make an effort to check in with yourself every morning and say, "What time are we going to the gym?"
0: Yeah, that's that's very well put. As cheesy as that sounds. No, no. Check in with yourself. What time we lifting?
1: Yeah, or I'll keep you accountable. Text me every morning, and I'll say what time you're going to the gym. All right. Uh, yeah, you're gonna you're gonna
0: be sorry you said that.
1: I'll fill in until you're ready to go by yourself. If you're not ready yet, but I'll definitely fill in for a bit.
0: All right. And and the, and the girlfriend, yeah, it's I'm sure that also played into it too, but there's a there's actually the opposite effect maybe happening too because she mentions gratitude pretty often. Like she'll talk about people who are in like she'll talk about people who are kind of unkind to others and she'll say like they're not grateful and it's a yeah. it's a profound thing but it's also kind of cliché but but I have found like now that I know she's leaving I think I'm taking her for granted less and yeah I mean I'm I'm with her now and I have a couple more days left with her I think I'm I'm enjoying her more Um, and, and maybe, maybe that sounds fucked up, but I think that's reality. I think people can probably relate to that.
1: Well, it kind Um, of puts you in a spot where it's like, wow, I really do really care about this person. Now that they're going to be going, it's affecting me significantly. And you realize you may, it's not that you weren't grateful for her, but you know, maybe you just didn't realize it in the moment. And now that, you know, she is going to be an hour, however long you said, however far away she is. Yeah. Now that you're realizing that you're like, oh man. I didn't think this would hit me that hard, but it is. So it's not that you weren't. It's just that you didn't realize it.
0: Right. Yeah. So, so like, like you said, like those two things are very important. They're, I mean, on a, on a day-to-day basis.
1: Kyle is having issues. I think this recorded well. Discord doesn't have a timer, so I don't know how long we've been going. But unfortunately, we're going to have to put a bow in it here. We're going to let Kyle get back on vacation. I can hear him. Do you hear me doing the outro? Yes. Okay. Um. So we're having communication issues here. You're on vacation. I think we've been going for well over an hour now. Um, we should pick this back up next episode. Let you go back and enjoy yourself. Enjoy your time. All right. Yeah. But hopefully this all recorded well. Craig, do not let us down. Any closing right. words?
0: Uh. Thank Thank you so much for being flexible with me, Chris. Uh. I, I – um... Yeah, I pulled a, I pulled a boner uh, the other time, and uh, I'm, I'm glad we were able to do this.
1: Yeah, no problem. You would do the same for me, I would hope. I would. I'm going to spontaneously cancel on you one night just to test it.
0: <laughs> Toxic. Toxic, <laughs>
1: yep. All right, so have fun. All right, love you, buddy.
0: Bye. Love you too. Bye. This is life being bound to love.